0: Welcome to the third of three podcasts based on the May 5, 2011, CMS Special Open Door Forum Partnerships for Patients, the Community Based Care Transitions Program. In this podcast, number SODF 110505C, Juliana Tongsong gives an overview of the CCTP program, the resources available, and answers frequently asked questions. To learn more about the Open Door at CMS, or to download a transcript of this podcast, please visit www.cms.gov slash opendoorforums slash. Juliana Tongsong is a social science research analyst in the CMS Center for Medicare and Medicaid Innovation.
1: The Community-Based Care Transitions Program, uh, mandated by Section 3026 of the Affordable Care Act, provides funding to test models for improving trans-care transitions for high-risk Medicare beneficiaries. The goals of this program are to improve transitions of beneficiaries from the inpatient hospital setting to home or other care settings, improve quality of care, reduce readmissions for high-risk beneficiaries, and to document measurable savings to the Medicare program. Eligible applicants for this Program are statutorily defined as acute care hospitals with high readmission rates in partnership with a community-based organization or community-based organizations that provide care transition services. In all cases, there must be a partnership between at least one acute care hospital and one community-based organization. We do um, prefer a model with one CBO working with multiple hospitals in a community with the exception of rural areas where it would only be feasible to have a partnership of one hospital and one community-based organization. So to further define community-based organizations, um, community-based organizations are defined in the statute as organizations that provide care transition services across the continuum of care through arrangements for subsection D hospitals. whose governing bodies include sufficient representation of multiple healthcare stakeholders, including consumers. Because of this requirement, generally speaking, a single provider is not going to qualify as a CBO. We have provided additional detailed guidance on eligibility requirements for a CBO, and that is available um, on our Frequently Asked Questions link posted on the CCTP program webpage. Um, I would also like to mention here that um, critical access hospitals and specialty hospitals are um, excluded um, in the legislation. It specifically targets. Subsection D acute care hospitals. So those other hospitals, such as critical access hospitals, are welcome to uh, partner with the community-based organization, as are all other downstream providers in the community. And we encourage establishing formal partnerships with as many um, healthcare stakeholders in the community as possible. Some key points um, for the program, CBOs, community-based organizations, will use care transition services to effectively manage transitions and report process and outcome measures on the results. And applicants will not be compensated for services already required through the discharge planning process under the Social Security Act and as stipulated in the CMS conditions of participation. To this end, applicants must describe how their proposed care transitions will be integrated with the existing discharge planning processes at their partner hospitals and how they will enhance those processes. Preference Uh, preference will be given to proposals that include participation in a program administered by the Administration on Aging to provide concurrent care transition interventions with multiple hospitals and practitioners. Preference is also given to CBOs who provide services to medically underserved populations, small communities, and rural areas. It is the applicant's responsibility to claim preference on any of these criteria and provide supporting documentation in their application. Additional considerations are that um, include applicants must address how they will align their care transition programs with care transition initiatives sponsored by other payers in their respective communities, and how they will work with accountable care organizations and medical homes that develop in their communities. Uh, We will also be giving consideration to uh, and basically uh, giving some preference. We used preference where it was statutorily defined preference and consideration where it was something we were particularly, particularly interested in. This has caused some confusion. Um, so some uh, preference will be given to hospitals whose 30-day readmission rate on at least two of the three hospital compare measures AMI, Heart Failure and Pneumonia falls in the fourth quartile for its state. Uh, this is referred to Appendix B in the solicitation. It is posted on our program webpage and entitled High readmission Hospital File, um, and it has listed out by state the hospitals that were um, determined to be in this fourth quartile. Those are not the only eligible hospitals for the program. It's just that we will be giving some preference to groups that come in with those hospitals as part of the partnership. Any subsection D acute care hospital is eligible for the program if they are brought in with an eligible community-based organization. Um, Okay, applicants are... Required to complete a root cause analysis as part of their application. This root cause analysis can um, take several forms. Uh, Some, we have a frequently asked question on this subject as well, but um, it could involve um, chart, medical chart reviews. It could involve um, data analysis of admission and discharge data at the hospital level. It could involve focus groups with providers, focus groups with beneficiaries, um, process interviews with hospital staff, and so on and so forth. But the root cause, there has to be proof that a root cause analysis was um, conducted which should then drive the target population criteria as well as the interve- intervention selection. Payment methodology for this program, uh, CBOs will be paid a per-eligible discharge rate no more frequently than every 180 days for the same beneficiary. This rate is determined by several factors, including the target population, the proposed interventions, the anticipated patient volume, and the expected reduction in readmissions, which is the cost savings. We have provided an Excel budget worksheet to aid organizations in developing the per eligible discharge rate. Um, in some cases, this will be a blended rate if a if an applicant is proposing um, more than one intervention. Performance measurement, Um, awardees will need to demonstrate reduced 30-day all-cause readmission rates. Initially, we will be awarding two-year participation agreements. Um, Continued participation will be determined based upon um, organizations achieving uh, reductions in their 30-day all-cause readmissions. All awardees will be required to attend up to three face-to-face learning collaboratives each year in Baltimore. These meetings will generally be two-day meetings where the top three to five performers for the previous quarter will present their models in enough detail for the possible adoption by the larger group. So in conclusion, um, the program solicitation, application, budget worksheet, and a lot of additional information is now available on the CCTP program webpage. Uh, We are accepting applications on a rolling basis. The uh, program will run for five years with the possibility of extension or expansion beyond 2015 if it is determined by the secretary and the chief actuary at CMS that the program reduced Medicare expenditures while maintaining or improving quality of care. And as always, um, if your questions don't get answered today, please direct them to the Care Transitions resource mailbox, which is caretransitions, one word, at cms.hhs.gov.
0: Thank you for listening to the CMS Open Door Forum podcast. You may also be interested in the other podcasts in this series the Partnerships for Patients initiative and the opportunities available for all to participate, and the role of care transitions in improving patient safety. The information you heard was correct as of the date it was recorded 050511. This podcast isn't a legal document official Medicare program legal guidance is contained in the relevant statutes, regulations, and rulings. Thanks for listening.